excited babbling, the rants, the laughs, and the tiny baby steps that get us through chronic illness. Anyway, disclaimer, before we get started, I am not a health practitioner of any kind, so I'm just a person with chronic illness and opinions, and I think we're going to get started, because this is going to be a rant day today. And I know this podcast is listed as explicit, and I don't usually swear very much, but I'm thinking today there will be cursing, so you might want to use headphones, you know. I mean, there may be no crying in baseball, but there's definitely swearing in chronic illness. Can people please stop making everything fucking scented? I mean, seriously, does it need to be scented? Some of us can't handle perfumes. So, like, I just can't even... Oh, okay, big breath. <sighs> okay, huh. yeah, so um, perfume, it's a big migraine trigger for me. And... Uh, all right, okay. Again... Pause, regroup. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've explained migraine triggers. I think of it as common knowledge, but that's just because migraines rule my life. Uh, so, yeah, so if you have migraine disease, you just it's just constant. But um, you can have really good days. Some people it's constant, some people it's not. And uh, there are things that can trip you over into like a full-on migraine attack. And there's all kinds of triggers. There's lots of food triggers like red wine or chocolate. I miss chocolates. And there's even like sensory stimuli like bright lights or hormones or weather or whatever. There's a whole bunch of different ones. There's a million of them. They're everywhere. And some some you can can you have some control over, which is good. But a lot of them are just really fucking hard to avoid or sometimes even impossible to avoid. So and I mean, I know migraines are not alone in this. There's a lot of different conditions have things people need to avoid or not do or whatever. So hopefully this is going to be related, relatable, related? Oh, good. Hopefully this will be relatable. Relatable was the word I was looking for to non-migraine people because, because this rant is going to happen. So yeah, perfume, my favorite. Remember when I said in the last podcast that there are a lot of perks to living in a condo? Yeah, there's some downsides too. Like the fact that it seems like everyone spritzes themselves with perfume or cologne or whatever, or just put on stinky lotion. I don't know what they're doing before they leave for work. I mean, the hallways are stinky, but the elevators, the elevators, they, they smell like I don't, a teenage boy that just discovered Axe Body Spray. Is Axe Body Spray still a thing? I can't imagine it went away. We can only hope. But anyway, but like, it's just, it's also the combination of all the scents. It's just so fucking toxic in there. And so I have to plan my days to avoid going out during the morning rush hour. The elevators, <laughs> did I mention the elevators? The elevators, the stairwells, it doesn't matter. They're all just a migraine waiting to happen. Anyway, so, okay, so this is, Super annoying, but I'm used to it. Apparently still a little bitter about it, but I'm used to it. This is status quo. So one morning I was heading out to the grocery store and I, you know, innocently leave my condo, start walking towards the elevators and the hallway reeked and it got stronger and stronger the closer I got to the elevator. I, I turned around and used another stairwell. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it, I mean, it, really did reek. I mean, that's the only word I can think of. It smelled like somebody had dropped like an entire bottle of perfume. It was so strong. Anyway, I held my breath. I got out of there as fast as I could. And 
I was hoping it would dissipate by the time I got back because apparently I'm delusional. And it was a little bit better when I got back and it wasn't quite as strong. So I could tell it was like candles, like one of those that's supposed to smell like baked goods, but always just smells kind of weird. Anyway, yes, I went to management and in a few days it all stopped. So it worked out. But for those few days, I was scared to even leave my condo. I mean, I was lucky it was on the other end of the building because if it had been one of my close neighbors, I don't even know if I would have been able to stay in my own house. So that already annoyed me because that's anyway. But, you know, I handled it. It was okay. I probably wouldn't be ranting about it if that was the only thing. Because, like, you know, I live in a condo. There's lots of people around. Shit happens. But of course, it wasn't the only thing. A few days later, I tried to go out for a nice lunch and a movie with some friends. Oh, such an innocent person I was. I'd seem so simple. And I was having a good day, which hooray. Okay, so I didn't have to cancel on them again because I'd already done that because fucking migraines. And, you know, I'm strategic about things like restaurants are usually pretty safe. I mean, I've, I've heard chefs don't like smelly candles and stuff to interfere with the taste of their food. I don't know if that's true, but whatever the reason, restaurants generally unscented. They're generally okay. The bathrooms in the restaurant, they are always problematic. There's scented soap and air freshener, which, I mean, I get air freshener, but it can still cause me pain, so I'm not a huge fan. And the fancier the restaurant, the worse the bathroom is. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's clean, it's pretty, it's nice. The soap will be extra stinky. I mean, how would you know it's luxury if it's not strongly fucking scented? And they might even have lotion or hairspray in a cute little basket for your convenience. And it's all fucking scented. But like I said, the restaurant, usually pretty safe. And I take the gamble on the bathroom so I can go out and actually socialize with other human beings. But of course not this time. This time, there was a scented candle burning right by the maitre d'. Like, I've never even seen that before. Is this a new thing? Because this needs to stop. Anyway... I found my friends pretty quickly, which was nice, and I I stupidly thought maybe it wouldn't be so bad because we weren't right by the candle. But yeah, eventually my brain kicked in and uh, we left. I mean, I could smell it from the table and it was just gross. Anyway, we did find another place to have lunch and then we went over to see the movie and I haven't been to a movie in ages because I mean lots of potential for sensory overload and yeah it's just not always good but it sounded like an interesting documentary and and socializing with actual people it's kind of a thing of course just before it started someone sat down in front of us and I could smell it that fake vanilla lotion smell not a fucking gen. Is there like a scent god that is following me around and punishing me for my like scent-free misdeeds? I mean, at this point, I I felt persecuted. Like it's, it, I can't even. So I moved to a different seat and the person protested, oh, I don't use scents, but I don't trust that. I mean, people use way more scented products than they realize. There's laundry detergent and soaps and hair products and deodorants and a million things that if you're not sensitive, you don't even think about it. But I have to think about it because your stinking ass is sitting near me. It was one of those days. 
I really should have just rolled over and gone back to bed. So partway through the movie, I could smell it again. And I don't know what was going on. Like, was it being pumped through the vents, like those obnoxious stores in the mall that have their own, like, signature scent that they feel the need to impose on their customers and even those innocent people walking by the store. You know, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't think movie theaters had a signature scent. Like, what was, I don't know. Maybe I, I was gonna write them and ask, but life happened and I didn't have the spoons for it anyway. But for, for once, the person that I thought reeked of vanilla was right. It was not her fault. So I sh- should give people the benefit of doubt occasionally, but it's hard. Um, anyway, I left the movie halfway through and surprise, I got a migraine sort shortly after. And like, was it the scented candle in the restaurant or the mystery vanilla smell in the movie theater or me stressing and panicking because nowhere is safe or all of them combined? Who knows? <sighs> the joys of migraines. And I mean, chronic illness and pain is isolating in general. But things like sense sensitivity make it a million times worse. I don't go to most people's houses because there's always an air freshener, scented candles, potpourri, perfume, lotions, or they just did the laundry and the whole place is saturated with that great fresh laundry smell. Fresh laundry doesn't fucking smell. It's the fucking perfume in your detergent that smells. And the people living there don't even smell it anymore. I mean, they live there. They're used to it. Perfume is such an intangible thing. It's in the air. How could it hurt? And the scary thing is that I discovered that I don't even have to smell the perfume for it to trigger a migraine. It's so, okay, so I could have thrown poor mom under the bus a little bit here. I mean, she didn't do it on purpose, but she was living out town because she had a job out of town. And so every time I went to visit her and see her, I got a migraine. And I mean, it's, it seemed more than coincidence, but I honestly couldn't figure out what it was. I mean, we ate different food. There was different weather. Like nothing seemed consistent. And then one time I was in the living room and I spelt it. And my immediate, oh-so-polite reaction was, what the fuck is that? Well, she had gotten one of those cute little reed diffusers as a gift, and she doesn't like scents super much, but it was cute. And it didn't have a strong smell. It was a gift, so she liked it. And the only reason I noticed was because she had just refilled it, so it was, like, extra stinky. Like, normally, you honestly couldn't really tell it was there. But that was it. Once she got rid of that, I didn't get migraines every time I visited. But what I did get was an increased paranoia about scents. Because apparently, I don't even have to smell them to be triggered. And that's just not fair. Like, what am I supposed to do? This is just ridiculous. Anyway, I could clearly rant about this forever. I mean, it's one of the reasons I miss having a car. So transit is problematic because if there's another passenger that's really wearing a lot of perfume, like maybe I can move to a different seat or get off and catch the next one. Like it's not ideal, but I can deal with it. But it's so cute when people ask me things like, why didn't you take a cab or an Uber to that appointment when you had a bad day? I mean, you don't have to cancel it. You could just take a cab or an Uber. Are you fucking kidding me? Cars are the worst. It's such a small space, and everyone has one of those fucking paper pine tree air freshener things dangling from their rearview mirror. And even if there was a driver who 
didn't have any perfume or cologne or scented lotion or anything, or even if they had the perfect car, like, who knows what the scent status of the previous customer was? People, they spritz themselves before they go out, and then they hop in a cab to go wherever. I mean, it just... Honestly, I would never have thought that this was one of the worst parts of migraines. You'd think it would be the pain. But this is one of the reasons I do want to interview more people on the podcast, because there are these things that you wouldn't even think of if you're outside of it, but they have such a big impact. And I mean... Uh, there's life and whatever. So I have, I think it'll be me talking and ranting for the next little while, but it is on, it is a goal to get more people on here because I'm not the only one with these weird things that, like I said, most, you wouldn't even think of unless, unless it happens to you or a friend of yours or whatever. Okay. I think I'm done now. Like I could go on, but I'm going to stop. So let's move on to this month's stash of happy. So this is a tiny thing, but it was like also a tiny little emotional roller coaster. So as we know, I am not the best at social media. I'm a late adopter to social media. I like technology, but social media, hmm, I have mixed feelings. But now I have a podcast. I'm trying. I really am. Twitter is one of the ones I'm pretty new to. And I think I might be sort of kind of getting the hang of it. I do like it more now. But I was, uh, the app always, it seemed clunky, which I always found strange. Like, like I would log in after a few days and I wouldn't be like at the top of the list of tweets. I would be somewhere in the middle and I'm like, I'm not gonna read through everything, like just slowly paging up and there's no scrolly thing on the side. And I just didn't understand how it could be this clunky. You know, it's supposed to be an amazing thing. But then, I don't know, I, I realized like if you tap... Like, if you're in your home screen, you just logged in, and you tap the home icon at the bottom again, it jumps you to the top of the list. Well, of course there's no scroll bar. You can just tap the thingy. But how are you, like, uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody said it was intuitive, but it's only intuitive once you know how. Anyway, so at first, this was, I mean, I was happy I found the, the feature, but um, I also felt a little stupid. So it wasn't, I don't think that would have made the cut for uh, for Dash of Happy. But I did confess my Twitter social media ignorance to a friend of mine. They're way better at social media. So I just assumed this would be a funny story. But she didn't know either. And like, she was so happy that it, that she, that she figured out how to jump to the top. It's, and now, then I felt like a fucking genius. I mean, it's all about perspective. And that's my dash of happy. I feel like a fucking genius because I learned I could tap again and jump to the top of the list in Twitter. So simple. Anyway, I think that really is it now. Oh, let's see. The housekeeping at the end. Please subscribe because, uh, yeah, no schedule. Um, try to get them out by the end of the month. Uh, but life keeps happening. So <laughs> one of these days I'll get it out early. Anyway, rate, review, because there's algorithms and... Oh, you know what? Fuck the algorithms. Just tell a friend about the podcast. Like, help them subscribe. Teach them how to listen to podcasts, because so many people don't know. Just teach them how, subscribe them. It'll all be good. On most social media, you can search Medicated Babbling and you'll find me, except for Twitter, because apparently it was too long for Twitter. So it's M Babbling on Twitter. And I do want to give uh, thanks to uh, Fresh Kills, at Fresh Kills, 
uh, for the intro and outro music. And if you're a listener and you stayed around this long, again, oh, thanks. I don't know how people do it. I mean, I guess I do it too with other people's podcasts, but it's always seems different when it's your own stuff. Don't forget you matter. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. One, two, three, four,